Hey there, and welcome to the Ad Skills Podcast. On our podcast, we only interview paid traffic professionals who can produce consistent, scalable, and repeatable results for multiple clients in multiple verticals across multiple networks. These people are studs. I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest, Nate Smoyer. Nate is a guy who works with real estate tech companies doing Google Display Network, Facebook and Instagram, Google Search, and reporting. He's got a ton of knowledge to share, so let's jump into it. See you on the other side. Hey, Nate. Super excited to have you on the podcast today. I've got Nate Smoyer here. Uh, Nate is one of our one of our probably jack-of-all-trades students. Um, he's incredible on the Google Display Network, Facebook, and Instagram search. You do a lot of stuff with different people in the real estate tech industry. So we were talking about this before. You work with companies that are improving the way that we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. So really, really awesome companies that are making a big difference in our markets today. So I know you do other stuff. You do biz op. You do single off products. But just want to make sure that's really what Nate's focused on. So Nate, super excited to have you here. Thanks for being on. I'm pumped to be here. I'm I'm used to being the one in the interview seat doing my podcast. So this is kind of fun to switch roles. Yeah, man, it's a good time. So okay, well we'll jump into the stuff. I want to make sure people get a lot of good content. So I know you've been crushing Google Display Network, Facebook search for people in the real estate tech market. But before we dive into that. Can you just talk a little bit about the path that got you here? So tell me a little bit about where you were before media buying and really what got you into it. All right. I'll keep my life story short on this, but honestly, it all starts back when I was 18 years old. I went to a conference. Uh, it was downtown Philly. They said the secrets to learning real estate investing was going to cost me like 2000 bucks. And so I left without the secrets to investing. <laughs> and it took, me, it took me 11 years to get to the point of buying a property uh, and, in, and becoming a real estate investor, uh, after having built homes, working for the fastest builder in, a, in, in America for one, at one point. Um, and, uh, you know, that was, that was the moment of, Hey, I want to be in real estate forever. Like that's, that's my industry of choice. And, you know, I had been doing marketing, like you said, you know, I've been social media content. I had been partnerships. I'd been sales, uh, I've sold just about anything I've done door to door. I've done over the phone. I did MLM sales, calling people out of the phone book cause I had no leads. Um, but what led me to media buying was, you know, my wife and I relocated to Nashville. I left my real estate brokerage business behind in, in the state of Washington. And, uh, you know, to be totally brutally honest, I couldn't get a job. I think it was, I think it was something with, with my personality. Maybe they didn't like the fact that I was a realtor and they're like, why does this guy want to want to work in marketing? And so, uh, yeah, I kind of floundered for, you know, probably five or six months trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had this, you know, I was freelancing underneath the, the, my, my company name, a real team Panda. And I was, wasn't really sure of it, but, uh, sure enough, I, I seen a giveaway to go win some SEM rush from ad skills. And that was my intro to, to ad skills. And, and I was like, okay, so this media buying is like very focused and it was such a, like a dummy moment for for me, when I started thinking more about it, it was like, you know, you tell clients you should know who your customer is and what's the one thing you do and what's the one thing you should focus on. Here I am trying to do a million different things. It made no sense. I was like, you know what? This, this is a no-brainer. Companies are trying to grow. They want to grow fast. And while SEO is good and social is good and, you know, sales teams are good, if you want to reach your market in the fastest way possible, it's paid media. And you can do that at scale while you sleep, while you're on vacation. So it just made sense to me in looking at my 
desired market, which was in the real estate area, which then I niched down further to be real estate tech uh, to go after being in, in the paid media arena. So that, that's why I went into that. Beautiful, man. Well, thank you so much for that story. It's, you know, it's, it's awesome to see how you found your way in here and how you really carved out your little niche. Like you said, I know you've kind of dominated that area and it's really cool to see you come in and flex your muscles and be able to help some of these massive companies get more massive. So we'll talk about that here in a second. Before we do that, you know, I want to make sure that people who are in the real estate tech industry, that's, you know, what your typical client base is. Give me an idea of the different services you provide. I know you do the media buying. Are you doing creative? Are you doing tracking? What are the same things that if they have a problem with, that's really something you can help out with? Yeah, so we're, we're definitely not your total one-stop shop, but, you know, we, we can absolutely work with, with a client from the very beginning of figuring out, hey, all right, what's working and how do we improve on that? How do we cut everything that's not? And so really coming in from a strategic perspective. And I've always been a holistic marketer, so I'm always thinking, hey, you've got this email campaign that's working great. What about that's working and how could that tie into your paid media efforts as well? Uh, so definitely from the strategy uh, we're pretty talented, I believe, in, in copywriting for those ads. So we'll do your headlines and all that. But we're also more than happy to work with companies if they've already got a lot of that established, especially, you know, it's tough sometimes to align with the brand. that They've spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions, in, uh, in creating. And then we take it all the way through the, the management process. That, you know, I've got uh, a few designers I work with as well that are, are great at creating banners. And there's, as you know, there's... There's a difference between designers who make things that look good and there's, and there's designers who make thumbs stop scrolling or make people go back to that ad. Uh, and I've found a few designers that I truly believe are really good at that. So that we've been pretty fortunate with that. Uh, so we can handle the creatives as well. And then, you know, the reporting uh, on the back end, uh, making sure they understand what they're seeing. You, you kind of gave me crap about how I was doing my reporting. <laughs> I've, I've upgraded how we would do our reporting. And now the dashboards we're providing clients I mean, every single time they see it for the first time, they're like, whoa, this is, this is awesome. This is great. So, um, yeah, we kind of, it is front to back on, on the media buying side and there's some peripheral things we're certainly capable of consulting, but we really stay focused in that media buying because that's where we've, we've just got the right rhythm and systems going. Beautiful. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for explaining that. I always think it's people, you know, who are interested in, in potentially working with you, knowing exactly what you do and what you don't do. So thank you for explaining that. I am glad that the dashboard stuff has worked out so well. That's a good, I told you to go there uh, for the next person. So that's great. Okay. Well, before we dive into your story and really talking about the process you use to help people get to where they need to be, can you just take a second, if someone's listening to this that is considering ad skills, hasn't joined, I'm going to be selfish for a second. Can you talk about how ad skills has helped you? Obviously we, we did the SEM rush that kind of got you into the media buying stuff, but how yeah. have we had assets? What's been the most valuable stuff for you that you can point to and say, this has been key to my results. So, you know, before I really focused down on this, I, I'd been in marketing and I'd worked with software companies since 2011. So I wasn't new to marketing. You know, I founded my first nonprofit when I was 14 and I ran that till I was 22. So I'm not, I'm not new to starting things. I've always been scrappy and get at it, go get her. You know, I mentioned earlier cold calling out of a phone book. So work is not the hard part. But for me, I'd never worked in an agency and I never worked with agencies in marketing. And so for me, there was a lot of like, you know, formalities of what do people want to see in a contract and how do they want to work back and forth? I've always worked in internal teams and it's a little bit different. So um, the journey with ad skills, this is crazy. So, uh, you know, I don't want to time 
stamp this, this video, but you know, it was like 14 months ago that I finished or started the ad skills course. I think I was like four videos, five videos in on one of the, the, the Swiss army knife boot camp, And I went to a conference that was local. I knew some people there. I just used some of the scripts or things that Justin was saying in one of the videos. And I got my first paying client. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, it worked. Now it wasn't, wasn't the, the, the level I wanted at. It wasn't even paying both our car insurance payments, but it was fine. It, you know, it was the first paying customer. So 14 months ago was the first true monthly paying customer. And you know, it, that was so much faster when I think about it. I'm like, it took me, you know, a week after learning what I learned in just a few videos from ad skills. I mentioned earlier, I was floundering for about six months trying to figure out what business do I want, taking one-off contracts on Upwork and, and, Profinder leads on LinkedIn, which were, you know, it was garbage. So that, you know, and then really I didn't want to get too creative, you know, in, in figuring out how to run this business. So I, I quite literally, I have the scripts are, are from ad skills. My forms are from ad skills, you know, even updating uh, ad accounts on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, making sure that I'm following through with some of the things that were taught because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I'm listening to people who've spent millions and, and, more than I have. And so why try and reinvent? Like the, the path has already been shown on how to do it. And so this is something I've, I've learned in other industries previously, like in real estate, you know, I just follow the Gary Keller model and it worked. So just follow the ad skills model and it, it works. If you do the work, and that's a, if you do the work, I think you see the, the results of it. And then once you, you master it, and that's, I think one of the things that gets confused. Everybody wants to customize and tailor it to themselves. And that's good and fine and dandy, but you know, scripts are best when they're mastered. And then it's the understanding that scripts keep you in line. They help you drive the conversation, know what to say and what not to say, uh, or even how to do your work as a process. And it's from there that you can put your own little things and twists on it that, that meet your exact needs. But once you master it, that you, you can do that. So all that, I mean, you know, that's been helpful. And then a last thing I'll touch on is, is the pro league. Um, being in the pro league, honestly, initially I was very hesitant to first ask any questions. I was like, oh, someone's going to think I'm a jackass in here. Like who's this dude doesn't know everything. But then I realized it's like, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. Nobody knows everything. And so, you know, the value getting out of that, but you know, obviously once you become ad school certified, the leads, um, and that was something that helped kickstart the business, you know, and the biggest milestone for me was uh, St. Patrick's Day last year because that, that was the last day I drove Lyft. And, you know, that was a big, that was the first goal was my work in marketing and for our agency is more valuable than the money I can go make in Lyft. And, and that was a big deal. So I made a lot, I made actually pretty good money driving St. Patty's Day and it was a total shit show in Nashville. Uh, <laughs> like total, I mean, absolutely horrendous. I think I did a 12 hour day in the car. Uh, but that was the last day I drove. I haven't looked back. I haven't needed to. It, it's been awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I think the, the thing that's most important there for anyone that's listening and considering ad skills is if you're new and you're getting started, the information both gives you systems and processes to work on and confidence that what you're going to do is going to work. But then I think what's really important that you touched on is once you kind of get clients flowing the information isn't, as, is, isn't quite to the same level of importance anymore. Yes, you're going to go back to courses and figure out how to get things done. But that's where Pro League comes in. It's just, you know, we've got marketers who are spending millions of dollars a year, and it's help, it kind of helps you continue to sharpen your sword and get better. So thank you very much for covering those. 
That's huge. We really, that's what we love. We talk about leveling people up, and you're at that level now. Now I want to talk about the level that you're at, how you can help your real estate tech clients get to that next level. So let's talk here for a second about the process you use to dive into some of your bragworthy campaigns. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I don't get all that, that creative on it, you know? So um, do you, I'll even, I'll even go back to where, how I prospect all the way up to client and then and, and moving forward from there. Uh, because to me, it's all one, it's kind of like one fluid moment uh, movement. And so uh, I, I leverage LinkedIn. I do a lot of, you know, content on LinkedIn and basically I do these like company overviews. I, I break down what companies in my space are doing and I'm pulling all of them from my dream 100 list. So, uh, you know, we can talk about that later if you want, but you know, I, I, I talk about those companies and videos on LinkedIn and that puts me on their radar. And actually a lot of them then end up reaching out to me saying, Hey, we saw your video. That was pretty cool. And the second step is I book them on my podcast. And, you know, if you want to be an expert in your field, uh, the fastest way to do that sometimes is just to interview all the experts. And so I think we're on to like episode 40 something uh, on our podcast of interviewing people. And some of them have, have sold and managed and financed over billions of dollars in their career. Multiple have taken companies public and here they are giving me an hour of their time. And so I've become a bit of an expert in multiple different facets of real estate, which there's already a ton of nuances in each different vertical on that. Once we get to the point where they want to talk about working together, there's always the needs analysis call where we take 30 minutes to make sure that the fit is right. And I have a whole bunch of questions we go through on that. And the, the last thing we actually talk about is budget on that. Uh, I know a lot of people want to know like, Hey, how much money do you have to spend? Um, but that's actually the last piece that we want to talk about. Um, it's, it's not the, the driver because if the need is there, if the want is there and if the system you know, if what their product and offering is meets a real need in the market, budget is the last thing, last bit of importance. And we can talk about that or figure that out. Uh, so we make sure it's a good fit. And once it's a good fit, we, you know, we would deliver a proposal of this is the direction we want to take you again, making sure that the lime is there. It's all right. And, you know, it's, I think it's three out of four proposals end up moving forward and we go under contract. And from that perspective, the first month is really, all right, we want to get you up and running with ads, but we take about two weeks on research. Uh, we'll talk to uh, uh, key stakeholders that are outside the company, maybe influencers in the space. Um, and that's part of why I do the, the podcast interviews. I'm constantly talking to other people in the space. So I'm talking to customers of my clients. I'm talking to prospective customers of my clients. I'm in those communities. So I'm constantly seeing the feedback, the needs, the pain points, uh, and we do that research so that when we really take the, the plan of, hey, here's how we want to move forward. Here's how we're going to scale your, your lead gen. Uh, we have that feedback. So we're like, hey, the pain points that people are echoing right now is this. Or this is the online forums that a lot of your customers are hanging out on. And that's, that's what gets us up and going. And in the first few weeks, we really stay laser pinpointed, um, especially with GDN. Uh, I don't, I don't cast a big wide net and then try and trim back. Uh, we really actually try to go laser pointed and see if we get any traction. So we will do like specific placement, ta uh, tactics. Uh, we'll leverage SEO data, finding those placements. Um, we'll, we'll check out the SEO of, you know, competitors or other uh, media outlets that, you know, their customers are, are paying attention to or reading or engaging with and try and find those spots. And that gives us a lot to, to go off of. 
and then from there, it's, you know, if we, we get that right traction, it, it can take, you know, sometimes a few months uh, and sometimes it's a little faster than others. But, you know, once we get that right rhythm, it's off to the races. You know, your retargeting just works. Uh, of course, you know, once you get to a point where you can start and act the smart display campaigns with Google, uh, I've seen those work amazingly well. We had one client, we took leads from $25 to $4. Uh, a piece. And at one point we were doing, I think it was like 120 leads a month. And then we got them up to 3000 leads a month. And that was over a span of, of nine, nine or 10 months, something along those ways. And, you know, there was certainly a ton of testing. There was a few times where we tried to scale too fast and we ended up, you know, increasing those lead costs, but they stayed with us. But yeah, that, that's, that's the real gist of it. And, And after that, you know, it's that measurements, right? It's paying attention to, uh, the conversion rates uh, on the site and we're, we're constantly in and because of those dashboards that we're now building and focusing on, we can see better data coming in and, and want, like, you know, in the last seven days versus trying to constantly run custom reports and wasting time. Uh, being efficient has not only helped me save time in working, but it's actually made me more effective in what I'm doing and, and making those adjustments, you know, throughout the week on specific days, so we're not, we're not just tinkering with things and, and getting impatient, but, uh, you know, anytime we make adjustments, it's like, okay, this is when we made the adjustment. We wait a week or so, or, you know, however long it takes to get the right data. And then, then we can see, okay, what was the, what was the net effect of those changes? So, yeah, I mean, obviously in ads, there's a, a million and one options, right? But it's, I think a lot of it comes down to the beginning processes in that research phase of, hey, what, what are the real pain points that your product solves? Or what are the things that are going to make people want to investigate this product and service more? And if we can get those right, then everything else from there is gravy. That's awesome. So I think the real, you know, the the real unique value propositions of what you guys are doing. Number one, focusing on research. Not many company, not many agencies are doing that. Number two, the fact that you're starting with the Google Display Network. That's always been kind of the network that's just so hard for people to understand. And I'd be willing to spend that, I'd be willing to bet that nine out of 10 clients for you are doing Facebook, maybe trying LinkedIn. I'm not sure if that's always the right demo. Like that's kind of who they're, where they're spending their time. And Google Display Network for them is just something that's not even useful. Like they don't even want to try and bridge it. And I think the fact that you're bringing them to that traffic source first and focusing very tightly, you're keeping the budget down to make sure that you're figuring out, do we have market message fit? Are we doing the right things? And then going from there. And you said you also expand into Facebook, Instagram, and search as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and sometimes you don't have a, you know, you don't have the the privilege of coming in with a fresh slate, which is sometimes even harder, right? But, you know, one example is we were working with a client that, you know, 95% of their ad spend was actually on search. And, yeah. you know, the reasoning was being, well, because other channels don't revenue. When, as we got into the discovery, it was because, well, they were basing everything off of first click. And so if you, if you think about the consumer cycle, kind of like in a circle, right? You know, the biggest circle on the outside is you living your life. The next ring of that circle in is, hey, I think I have a problem. And you don't even know what that problem is. You begin the investigative, you know, decision making of, hey, what is this problem? Or how do I fix this problem? You don't go to Facebook and say, hey, how to fix the leaky pipe. You go to Google and how to fix a leaky pipe. Well, no, no wonder search is going to be your, your top first click attribution. 
And what they have been missing out on for many months is the fact that people are doing searches. Of course, they're going to compare the services. But then if they didn't convert on that search, it, it could, who knows when it, they'll, they'll get an opportunity to get back in front of that person. And that's where GDN can really shine, right? Someone starts looking for the, the problem, they're sitting there, then their kid comes up, bumps, cool, spills Kool-Aid on the, on the keyboard, they walk away, they forgot which company they looked at, they talk to a friend and a friend recommends someone else. But if you're running your retargeting, if you're running your, your affinity audiences properly, you can get right back in, them, in front of them very quickly and that's, that's one of the beauties about Google. I mean, it, it's the, the targeting abilities are, you know, everyone talks about Facebook and true Facebook capabilities are amazing, but man, Google is there. And it's, it's not just a network. It's the internet. Like <laughs> their network is the internet. You know, I know audience network is there and it's gotten a lot better, but I mean, it's hard to beat the placements that Google gives you availability to. Totally. So one thing I just want to make sure that we address is for real, real estate tech companies, if you're seeing success with search, that's cool. That's great. You're doing good SEO. You're doing the things you should be doing. However, with search, there's a limited cap on demand. So you're not creating demand, you're capturing demand and you're right. going to cap out at some point. And so what Nate's team really does, they help create demand in addition to capturing demand. That's what's so it's such a you know special thing about what you guys are doing. I'm so glad you mentioned that because um, you know there's lead generation and then demand generation. I don't think gets talked about a lot. And I always like to use metaphors around cars. I think car companies have been probably more progressive in creating demand for things that we may or may not need. And a great example, in my opinion, of this is the backup camera. Anybody who has a backup camera in their car will never drive another vehicle without a backup camera. And, you know, it, it's not one of those things you're like, when you learn a parallel, you didn't have a backup camera, you didn't know you needed one. But when you drive one or when you experience it, that now becomes a demand. And the proof of this is we used to wind up our windows with our hand. We used to wipe the windshield with a little pull lever and a, and a string. We used to actually shift gears. And we don't do any of that stuff anymore because cars have come along and they said, there's a better way to do this. And let us show you. But if you think about it, people didn't go to Google and search, find a car with a backup camera. They, they didn't search that. So they didn't even know that problem existed to search to solve that problem. You know, the car companies have done a great job of introducing that problem, showing the consumer there's a better way. And that's what, that's what GDN actually can do, especially if you're on the progressive end of any product or service. And in real estate, we've been doing the transactions for the same way for decades for no good reason. There's a ton of friction, a lot of money that's spent and wasted, both investing and buying and managing. And now that there's a lot of new ways of handling those businesses that are centralized around smart technology, we got to create the demand and show the consumer, hey, there's a better way to do this. Let me, let me demonstrate that. And that's tough to do in search. It's much more feasible in GDN. Totally. Yeah. I love the, go back to the quote by Henry Ford. If I asked the guy how he wanted to get somewhere faster, he'd say a faster horse. Faster right? horse. <laughs> I think that's great. The car analogy. That's awesome. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your process, what you guys do, who you focus on. Let's say there's a real estate tech company right now that's watching this and they would like to know if they can work with you. How can they get a hold of you to, to chat and get the process started? Yeah. I mean, they can shoot me an email, Nate at realteampanda.com. Realteampanda.com is the website. I'm at Nate's Moyer all over the internet. Can I give out my phone number? If you want to, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, my phone number is out there. It's public, 484-948-0578. You text me, I guarantee I'm going to respond to you. Call me, you're going to get my voicemail, likely. 
<laughs> but, but I promise you my voicemail message is worth it. So go ahead and call me. Check it out. That's awesome. So for those of you who don't speak Pennsylvania Dutch, it's real, <laughs> R-E-A-L, teampanda.com. Uh, right. I'll make sure I put the link down below so people can grab it and send you an email. But thank you so much for being on tonight. It was awesome to have you and looking forward to, uh, just for everyone that knows, I'm working on getting Nate started on YouTube. So YouTube <laughs> is next weapon of choice. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for being on, buddy. Thank you. All right, talk soon. If you found this tutorial helpful, make sure you click on the subscribe button on the screen right now. Also, if you'd like to join the Daily Edge and get the daily dose of what's working in paid traffic and tracking, you can text Daily Edge to 44222.